in the beginning was the word, but we're not going that far back. No, we're going all the way back to 2007, where a former Gadzooks manager and a youth pastor decided to do something different. He wanted to start a church in a movie theater. So fast forward 14 years and a mulleted worship pastor, Justin Hagler, turned the vision God gave him for a different kind of church into the simple church. Thousands of lives changed, millions of dollars given away. God has done something in Shreveport, Bossier that no church has done before. And that's right. Join us on the backstage with the Simple Church Podcast Summer as we look at the humble beginnings of the Simple Church. Talk to the people who were there and had no idea what was ahead. The mullet may be gone, but the spirit of the mullet will live on in all of us every day. Man day. Summer. We're in the middle of summer. Mm. My favorite line of the whole beginning intro I wrote was the spirit of the mullet lives on with all of us. Yes, it does. We're trying to talk about the beginnings Man, all that, summer. That really hurt my throat. Oh, it hurts my throat. It's tough to be a wrestler. It is tough. <laughs> we're wrestling, by the way. We are. That's yeah. right. But today we're not. We're no. talking to Dwayne Moore. Dwayne Moore. Dwayne the Rock Moore. Mm. Also, our leader at the North Dallas campus. He helped launch the Simple yep. Church. Was one of the very beginning. Was it 88? Is that what we decided? It Was it 1988? That was not the year 1988. How many people you always say? It was 88 or 80. It was somewhere in the 80s. 80-ish. Yeah. I was born in 83, so we'll go with 83. I was 87. There yeah. you go. That's right. We both have birthdays. Oh, yeah. June the 18th. June 21st. Hey. For that. Anyway. Yeah, but if you've ever been curious about North Dallas and the campus, this is the podcast list too, because Dwayne is going to talk all about that, how they're going in Frisco. In the church lingo, Scott, we would say we were multi-site at one Ooh. point. We were at three locations in Shreveport, Bossier, but this yes. is the first time we've ever been multi-site out of state. Ooh, another location. That is satellite. I like that. Multi-site out of right. state. So Dwayne Moore talks about that in Dallas. And thanks for listening. Download this episode today. Subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Yes. Make sure you give us a five-star review. It helps people find the podcast. Yes. And enjoy this conversation with Dwayne. Oh, yeah. That's very fitting, Scott. Yes. Because we are doing this podcast after doing a video shoot. Yes. And you might notice we look a little different than normal. We do. You do, especially. I'm rocking the mustache yeah. here, if you can see. Mustache. But that's not what we're talking about. No. We're in the beginnings. We're talking mm. about the beginning of Simple Church. We have a great beginning a guest today. very special guest. That's right. Mr. Dwayne Moore. Yay. Live via internet. Yeah. What's going on, guys? I, it's, it's awesome to be with you. And... Uh, Man, I, I'm just super impressed by your by each of your manhoods, uh, <laughs> by the fact that you're able to grow mustaches like that. Thank that's, you for clarifying. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely need yeah. a clarification on that one. I, I I'm glad I did clarify. Yeah. It came out my mouth before I realized it. <laughs> We're off to a good start. <laughs> Great start. That's right. Dwayne, you're going to fit in just fine it. here on the Backstage Podcast. So, Dwayne, you are zooming in from Dallas. Let's be technical because people get offended, right? You are actually in Frisco, Texas. Frisco. 
I am in Frisco, Texas. And you are leading the North Dallas campus over there of Simple Church. You probably heard talking about it if you've been yeah. around. I hope to get transferred months. there personally. You want to go to his campus? Oh, I love this. This is you putting in your application. Right I, Frisco is in Dallas is one of my favorite places. It is a very cool town. We visit a lot. Beautiful. Absolutely. We, we love it over here. Oh, we love man. it over here. Yeah, it's been, been, a, been a great, great transition for us. So we're excited. That's awesome. Tell us about your family and what do you do, Dwayne? So I am actually a district sales manager uh, for a pharmaceutical company. So I, that was actually what brought us over to the Dallas area. As you well know, uh, we were over there with you guys in the Shreveport, Bossier area, lived in Bossier for 15, 16 years uh, before we moved over here. Uh, and so that really kind of uh, took me back to that time period where we, we get, had a chance to, to build a lot of friendships and be a part of uh part of what we did there at the Simple Church. And uh, here we are now. Now it's kind of strange to even think about it. It's 11 years later. We're in 2021 and uh, we moved here in 2010 and for that for that change in in my role. And uh, and I've been doing that now for 11 years and out, out here in the Dallas area. That's awesome. So you were not on staff at Simple Church, but you were involved early on. You were part of the team that launched it. So talk about how you got connected initially with the Simple Church and how you got to know Justin and what that looked like. Absolutely. So I'd, I'd had a chance to get to know uh, Justin and, and a lot of our folks through a previous church relationship. And when Justin actually shared the vision for uh, going in and launching this crazy new idea about the Simple Church, uh, Cassie and I both thought this may be a really cool opportunity for us to experience something on a completely different type of level. And uh, as both you guys know, my, you know, my background has actually been in pastoring. And so one of my kind of secret inner desires was to be a part of a church launch at some point or another. And, uh, you know, even though I was not, that was not my, my paid job, uh, the, the ministry desire and the heart behind doing all those things were still there and still very much alive. And so we saw an opportunity to come alongside and, and be a part of what uh, Justin was doing, as well as the, the whole group of us. I think there was about 80 of us uh, that, that joined up and uh, got things started in 2007. And it, it seems like it wasn't that long ago, but man, now you look back on it, you realize 14 years has passed really fast. It is hard to believe that time wow. flies. And so you were actually a head pastor, right? And you had other ministry. How long had you been in ministry prior to Simple Church? So I actually surrendered to the ministry in about, I guess it was about 1993. Uh, so I've actually, I'm 40, I'll turn 48 this year. So that's going to mark about 28 years worth of ministry in my background. And part of that was, was lead pastor. Uh, part of that has just been serving in different capacities throughout, throughout my, my, my world as a lay pastor or, or filling in gaps, had headed up ministries like financial peace, actually started financial peace there at the simple church while I was there. And then I've had the opportunity to do some of those, those types of ministries while we've been out here in Dallas. So, uh, it's been something that, you know, for me, uh, ministry has always been a part of my life, uh, from a standpoint of, of trying to seek and, and, and find what God wants for us and our family, as well as also seeing what we can do in the lives of people where we're at. By the way, I really love that pastoral term, surrender to the ministry. That's that right. Nice. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Felt a calling that in your life. That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Baptist yeah, it's, it's something, yeah. Sometimes I go a little old school. So, you, you know. Right. Hey, I, I'm not hating. I'm taking back a little bit. Yeah, I am not <laughs> hating. So, Financial piece, though, give a quick plug for that because that is something we offer still at the church. It's still going. I went through it before we got married. I think it's a great thing that we're going to start back up in this yep. fall with life groups. But just real quick, explain what financial piece is if somebody doesn't know. 
Man, financial peace is probably one of the greatest comprehensive tools that you're going to find for your financial life. It's like a financial boot camp uh, for people who uh, just want to, one, either learn more about their finances. Because the thing I think I've learned over time is we just we don't pay a lot of attention to our finances. We just kind of spend and go a lot of times. And we don't think about the implications of where our money's going. And uh, Dave Ramsey, if you've ever listened to his his podcast or his program, uh, man, th he's a little bit crazy and a little bit wild. But, man, the, the, the tools that he's put together in financial peace are absolutely incredible. It's about, it's about a nine-week study. So for nine weeks of commitment, uh, you, man, you can get all kinds of tools in your tool belt and a plan that will not just go for a few weeks into your life, but it can actually lay the groundwork and the foundation for your financial uh, pathway for the rest of your life. And so I know for Cassie and I, we did this right when we got married. Just say you did it. You had the opportunity to do it before you got married, Evan. We did it before just as we got married. And it literally changed the trajectory of our lives uh, as a family and helped us to really learn some things that we needed to, to really embed in our hearts and our souls, not just about money, uh, but about our relationship with each other and how we related to it. That's I, awesome. I went through the class. There you go. Did not take. <laughs> Still working on that. <laughs> did not take. You know the phrase, Scott. What? You live like no one else, so you can live like no one else. Well, I live like no one else. Let me Just tell you. Maybe not in the positive. Sense. <laughs> nope. I have a money pit right now sitting in my driveway. Called your Jeep. Yep. Anyway, uh, we'll move right. on from that. So, Dwayne, you're involved in the launch team. Civil Church gets going. And talk about how you got involved in the directional leadership team. So that phrase is something that we don't really talk about a lot at Civil Church. But basically. It's like our, it's like our deacons, right? Uh, yeah. It can depend on your church background, what you know, elders. But basically, they're the group mm. that helps to get the church and hold accountability for staff run by decisions but the big thing was initially signing off on the loan to be able to get the money they literally put their name on the line and were part of those guys that launched the church Jeez. so talk about that right yeah I, I think what it boiled down to is you know Justin uh, in his wisdom uh, always recognized there needs to be accountability and uh, hold and on, all of hold us on. you said in his wisdom let's not give him that credit <laughs> Scott said that, not me, for the record, Pastor. Uh, I'm sorry. It. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's the beauty. Of, that's the beauty of the directional leadership team. It keeps right. everything well, right? That's right. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think that the beautiful thing about um, how the church is set up is, while there's absolutely no doubt, you know, Justin's the lead pastor and and helps to to really provide that that direction for where we're going. He's got a group of of, of guys around him that really help to not only, you know, add input into that, but also service checks and balances uh, in the direction that things are going. And I had the privilege of being a part of that group uh, in the initial stages. Uh, you know, for me, it was an opportunity to not only uh, be on the ground floor and help uh, to, to shape and craft what we were doing at the church level. But, you know, for, for me, I, and I think you guys probably remember and, and recognize too, I had an opportunity to be part of the teaching team uh, and do some, some speaking while I was there. And it was just, for me, it was, it was really a great opportunity to kind of re-enter a ministry mindset uh, and, and be involved on levels that I hadn't had a chance to be involved from a church standpoint since I had actually served as a senior pastor. And so uh, for me, uh, the Simple Church was kind of a kind of a reemergence back into ministry life in a really special way. And then to see the things that we had 
the opportunity to be a part of was was super cool. Uh, but the DLT, I I, I, have, I still have a, a lot of great relationships across that group. Uh, love those guys. We've been through a lot of different things together in those first three years while I was there. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm probably one of the few uh, that are still not there. <laughs> uh, there. There's a large group of those guys that were part of the initial launch that are still helping uh, craft and shape uh, the direction of where things are going at the Simple Church. Yeah, I think out of the original DLT, there's only three that are no longer on the DLT. Dwayne and two more that have yeah, stepped out. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, the other two stepped out because they were too old. They retired. <laughs> it happened. And you know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> Dwayne's not there yet. Dwayne's, Dwayne had to step out, not because he wanted to, but because he had to. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. But Dwayne, you and Cassie, your wife, hold a special place for us because in 2009, when I started working here, I went and we got engaged that year and was getting ordained in ministry. So in my office, there's a, that's a form there that you would sign. So I always see your name on there and think of you that you were there. But you and Cassie actually had me and Mallory, my wife, over for dinner when we got engaged and just took us in. We're very kind and helping and your sons were in well one was in student ministry at that point when I was doing student ministry was one of the main key students was there at everything involved Mm -hmm. helping and big fan of Josh Kale eh, we'll get there but Josh was a big fan of (laughs) Kale was too young he wasn't there yet but you guys were very integral in the beginning at Simple Church of me and my personal coming in and just very thankful for that and appreciate y'all and your investment in us. And I know now over the years you've done that for other people there in Frisco and continue to invest in people and have that gift. Man, that's that's actually the fun part of, of ministry is when you find people that, that want to be invested in and, and are ready to, to take steps forward. You and Mallory have, were, were ringers for that. You guys had the heart and the desire to, to jump right in. And it's always our pleasure to, to be a part of people's growth and, and, and development in those areas. Plus, we add a little bit of nuttiness, nuttiness along the way, too. You know, we, we uh, you know, have our own craziness that goes on. And obviously, with uh, two boys in our house at that time, you saw plenty of that uh, with uh, Josh and Kale. And uh, we've had the chance, you know, over the last few years, you know, as we kind of sunk into ministry in different areas here in the Frisco area, it's just been so it's been so much fun uh, just being able to invest in people's lives across across the board. I think you guys both both know that reality is uh, kind of what 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 kind of fuels our fire and keeps us keeps us moving forward. Absolutely. So talk about your boys now. They're not in middle school anymore. They've no. grown up just a little bit. One's married. One's about to get married. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are you guys are on top of the the latest info. So yeah, we have uh, Facebook. My, my, go ahead. What was that, Scott? I said we have Facebook. That's the only reason why we know. You you, you got the four one one. You got it all down. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, my my uh, my youngest is the one that's actually married. So Kale is uh, twenty two years old, and he married his high school sweetheart. They dated for about uh, six years, and her name is Alexis. So we have now a, a beautiful daughter in love, and uh, that's how that's our, our our beautiful term that we Aww, instead of daughter in love, daughter in love. It's a good thing to remember, you know, uh, and, and uh, so, but we, no, we love Alexis and we're grateful uh, for what we see in them. Kale is actually a Frisco firefighter. And so he, he has a wild and crazy schedule, works all the time, but loves what he does. And that's one of those things that as a parent, it's, uh, it's a pretty special thing uh, to be able to see your kids do something that they love. And uh, that, that that takes us to Josh, who you know you know a little bit better, uh, just because you he you were his first. 
first uh, youth pastor, and he he affectionately uh, looks back on that time. Uh, kind of, it's amazing how uh, you had those beginning shaping moments in Josh, right? So uh, he, uh, but he loves you guys and is grateful for what you guys have done. He has just recently gotten engaged, 24 years old, uh, living his life. He is actually, uh, you know, taking on some new jobs. He's in the uh, investments and insurance world and uh, building his business on that side of it now. And uh, I anticipate we're probably going to have another daughter in love in Caitlin uh, here before uh, before we know it, probably here and coming up in the fall sometime. Mm, that's sweet. It's exciting. That's awesome. And so you've been in Frisco. You guys were involved in other churches just on a volunteer basis. And then talk about how this idea for launching the Simple Church Dallas campus, our first ever other campus, something outside of Shreveport, Bossier, and you were the perfect guy for it. And talk about that and kind of what led up to that and you making that decision. Well, I, I think what it all kind of comes down to for us is when, when we left to come over here, it, you know, while we may have left the Shreveport, Bossier area, uh, there was never really a desire to leave the simple church because of everything that we had been a part of. But we did have an opportunity when we moved over here to be a part of uh, a church plant that uh, some friends had put together and put in place. And um, over the last you know 10 years, uh, we had the privilege of being a part of that and helping helping that church to grow to some different levels. But I think just like all of us, COVID uh, brought a ton of changes. It brought a lot of different opportunities for us to reflect. And for us, it was a chance to settle our lives down. And, you know, I've spent not only a lot of time over the last few years helping the boys get to the point where they were graduating, but I've done a ton of traveling. My my work world uh, was pretty crazy. And uh, as we hit COVID, everything came to a screeching halt. And I, I don't know if you guys experienced that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys experienced it the same way. Uh, but for me, the the absolute changes that kind of took place with us, it gave us time to reflect. It gave us time to step back and ask God, what do you want from us next? Um, and it really gave us the chance also to reconnect with y'all. And uh, as we started really praying through what those next steps for us were, we knew that we couldn't just step into another church environment and know that we were actually fulfilling what it was that God had for us. And so it began with just some a, a couple of conversations with Justin. And uh, as we walked through that that discussion, you know, I I, I basically just told him, I said, listen, if uh, if you ever were really thinking about putting something in another location like Dallas, uh, I just want you to know that. Cassie and I are in. And so is this that is something March 2020? Is that right when it started, basically? So that those conversations happened in March, April of, of, of 2020. Yeah. yeah, I remember it was yeah. pretty, pretty soon into the pandemic. Because he was coming up with ideas of watch yeah. parties, and you yeah. guys were one of our first like test pilots of watch yeah. parties. Right. Right. And so oh, okay. and that was actually one of the things for us. We actually had our first gathering. Uh, of people, it actually was about July timeframe where we started getting, you know, s- smaller groups of people gathering with us. Um, really, really started with the boys and Alexis and us. Um, and then we kind of moved on from that point in July where we were able to, to really start gathering a little bit more me- momentum as a few more people joined us. And, and then they started really learning what the Sip Church was about, because as you well know, it's different. Yeah, and it it seems like that was a lifetime ago, right? Yeah, because I because I used to host a, a 
a watch party. I almost said life group. Well, I host one too. But no, I like I used to host a watch party. I'm like, golly, that was just that ain't been a, a year? year. Yeah, we started them. I believe June wow. 2020 was when we started the open things back to open up. We came back to the office. Yeah. That seems like forever ago. So, Dwayne, let's give some shout-outs to some of the North Dallas folks there. Who are some of the people that yes. got involved which, early? How did which, they find you? And Scott has a question. Hold on. Oh. Well, I don't have a question. Oh. I just want to give a shout-out to North Dallas campus because I have been over there a few times. I have not yet. And they are awesome. They are excited. They are fun. And uh, I really like it. And I really like the people. We'll get into point. a couple of things you've done because you had an adventure getting some I did stuff that. over there. I had quite an adventure. <laughs> but let's go in that. So, Dwayne, who are the folks that started coming? Did y'all have relationships before? Were they people just off the street? How did that start getting those people there in July? And <laughs> let's give some shout-outs to some of those awesome people that were there at the beginning. Well, probably the, the first thing that I, I first, you know, other than just my family that was here, the, the, really the first couple that, that came on board with us uh, were Dave and Amy Kreitz. And uh, they were the ones that were really kind of the beginning stages of all of it. Uh, their boys, Garrett and Spencer, were also uh, part of that in different areas for us as well. And I mean, they, they, they just kind of took things on wholeheartedly as they started really getting a big picture of what the Simple Church was about. Man, they 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 not only digested it, but they jumped in with both feet, and uh, and they've been excited ever since. I'm going to shout uh, out to we, Amy oh, real quick. Amy is one of our best social media posters. I do all the social media for the church, and I appreciate Amy. We've interacted on there. Look forward to coming over and meeting everybody and put the name with the face, but Aww. she's awesome. She shares and posts and gives shout outs, and as the social media guy, I really appreciate that. I want to know what she thinks about your mustache. Please tell us, Amy. Yes. Let us know. I, I have a feeling she will be more than willing to share her thoughts. <laughs> she, she, she's awesome. And, and, and Dave and her both have just been incredible supports uh, through the process of what we've been, you know, what we've been trying to build as we go along. And, uh, and so, you know, as we kind of went through the process, there, there were several families that just started kind of gathering. And a lot of these were, were mutual friendships, uh, either past church relationships or things that we had uh, just built through our community, through our through the folks that we knew. And, um, you know, Dave and Amy were integral in, in, in really creating a, a pathway for inviting folks into our home at that particular time. And so uh, for the first few months, it really, we kind of established uh, our home as a, as a central point of, of meeting just because, um, one, we didn't we didn't need to spend a ton of ton of money, uh, but we were trying to figure out if this thing was going to work and what this was going to look like. And so, uh, you know, I would I would, you know, mention them right off the bat. We had families like the Collinsworth. Uh, we had the Millers. We had uh, the Harbors that came and started started attending. And then uh, we had the Leonards. You know, you, you've had a chance to have a lot of interaction with Paul Leonard. Uh, he's really kind of taken over some leadership of a lot of our social media and, and uh, our website uh, information that goes out uh, you know, it, it, we've got the Gillimans, uh, Marty, uh, you guys got a chance to, well, I, I know, uh, Scott, you had a chance to meet Marty at the crawfish boil and He's he was, he was our, uh, he was our, he was our head, uh, crawfish engineer. And so did a fantastic uh, we, job. Yeah, he did an awesome job. So, you know, there, there's a, there's some of those families. We've got the Eagle family. I'm going to miss some family as I mention all of these, but uh, giving, just giving shout outs across the board, uh, trying to think of, of folks that I may be missing. There's, there's Monique and Don, and uh, I'm trying to think that's of who a good else. group. No, that's good. Cause at one point you had about 40, 50 people in your house, right? 
So yeah, we, we, we got to a high of, of 40 or just uh, one or two over that um, at one point. Uh, and then what we've tried to do now is we've begun the process of transitioning to a, a more neutral site. So right now uh, we are in the hula hut for the month of June. Uh, and uh, we're going to only have one week that we're not at the hula hut. So we'll, we'll be there this week. And then the last two weeks of June, we'll be at the hula hut. And it also gives us an opportunity to expand our group a little bit, create a little different environment. Uh, we have also learned uh, that there are folks that will come to a neutral site that maybe don't feel as comfortable coming to a home. I mean, and I'm sure the Moore Mansion is fantastic. And it's probably <laughs> 10,000 square feet, 20,000. How big is the house that fits all yeah, that people? No. <laughs> yeah, not quite there, but, uh, you know, we, we are, uh, it, we, we, we love our little, uh, we love our little place and, uh, we're thankful for it, but, uh, it does not house, uh, it does not house the greater abundance of people like we would mm. love to be able to do. So, uh, the so greater we're, abundance. We're, mm. that was nice. That's a, that's a pastoral term for you, Scott. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm digging it. Yeah. And then explain the Hula Hut for those of us that don't know the restaurant. Some there. of the best Mexican food I've ever eaten. That's a strong statement, Scott. It that was, is a strong statement. It was really fantastic. Outside of Juarez, Mexico. Because it's got a cool outdoor seating area based on what I've seen, the pictures. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So the Hula Hut, is, it, it's, a, it's kind of a Polynesian Mexican food place in oh, Little Elm. Oh, just one of those. <laughs> uh, so it's right next to us uh, here in Frisco, uh, and it's it's on one of our major thoroughfares. It's actually kind of resting right on Lake Louisville, so there's some really cool views uh, yeah. from from there. But what's attractive about the Hula Hut is it actually not only has outdoor seating, but it also has a palapa, which is just basically an extra meeting room that will seat up to about 100, 150 people if we needed it to. Say that um, word again there, Dwayne. That's the palapa. Oh. The old palapa. Learned the SAT word today. SAT. There you go. The vocabulary. Oh, I was thinking, I was spelling it out in SAT. And maybe you can say it with like the palapa. palapa. You know, something like that. Los palapas. Los palapos. <laughs> so many patios. But, so that's awesome. So is there more than one hula hut? If somebody looked it up, you guys, you said you have a website and we'll put this stuff in the show notes. But if they were listening or had friends or family in Dallas to invite them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's only one hula hut that we're aware of, and it's in, it's in Little, Texas. Uh, but we also have that if they go to our website. Uh, on and, and again, it's very similar to thesimplechurch.tv. It's thesimplechurchnd for North Dallas. Uh, mm. .tv. And not we North have Dakota. actually North, not, not North Dakota. Not North Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> Shout out to and anyone so, living in North Dakota, however. Is my not north or south? We have my not Why not North Dakota? I think yeah. it is. Yeah. North. Jordan was waving his hand. Yeah. Well, I think it's pointing. No. Sorry, Dwayne. Anyway. <laughs> but that's that's where we're at. And uh, we're actually, just so you guys are kind of aware, and I'll kind of put this out here for the, the larger group, we are actually working on uh, some other locations that we'll be able to kind of expand mm. into uh, for, can you, for the July, August time frame. Can you give a hint? So, can you give a hint? Mm, a little teaser? A little teaser, what it might be? Well, we we're, we're, we're actually have not settled on it yet. So there's a couple oh. of different options that we're, we're teasing out right now. One is actually a new city um, city facility called oh. The Grove. We're, a new we're city you found. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were Lord, like, we're Bill. just taking over a whole city. <laughs> <laughs> so we've city. got that. 
<laughs> the, the new city. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's a it's supposed to be a pretty cool uh, pretty cool environment. They've got some different rooms that are available. We would be able to expand into more have some kids areas and some things that we would be able to do a little bit more efficiently than where we are right now. Uh, we're also looking at a couple of local hotels, and so uh, that would give us some uh, stretch into some larger rooms, but also have some areas for kids that's a little bit more sectioned off. So wait, 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 like hotels? Like have a meeting room, What's a that? ballroom? Like a, like a meeting room in a, in a hotel? Sorry, I just went to right. rooms. Like you're going to rent out like a block, like a floor. And I was distracted because our producer Jordan just all of a sudden started bobbing his head like he's got some other music coming in his headphones over there. He was playing the drums. <laughs> he was. He kind of zoned out with us for a minute, Dwayne. I don't know if, I don't think you can see it. But no, I, I had a back. lot of caffeine before we got here. There he is. I was like, Jordan makes an appearance. But no, I had a picture in my head because this is just how my mind works. It's like there's like different floors. And like if you go to the first floor, that's the speaking floor. <laughs> Second floor is kids area. Third floor is children or like, you know, middle school. It's high just school. all in the hallway. It's yeah. a really narrow just, hallway. Dwayne's on one very... end and everybody sits. <laughs> right. We I just, just move the TV in and out. Yeah. 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 It, for yeah. some reason, the total thought of ballrooms and stuff in hotels, which is pretty common, just flew right out of my head. There you go. <laughs> a, we don't ever want to try to get in your head, Scott. It's a nope. dangerous place. It's not dangerous. It's very empty. Mm. Very quiet place. That's right. <laughs> That's a movie. So, Dwayne, enough of that. So, some new options will be exciting. That's awesome, doing that, figuring it out. What do you guys also do there in the community? I know you've done some serve events and been trying to connect with some folks and doing good because that's what we're all about, and you guys are continuing that over in Dallas. Maybe just talk about some of those things you guys have been able to do to help in that North Dallas community. For sure, yeah. That has actually been one of the, the key areas that we've tried to focus on uh, because we we really believe that when, when you look at the Simple Church, what sets the Simple Church apart from, from really a lot of other churches is the active aspect of everything that we do to try to make a difference in the world we're in. And so we felt like starting that here in Frisco would, would definitely create a unique thumbprint for us uh, as we as we move into this space and really try to differentiate from so many other great churches. And just so you, I mean, if you're not familiar with the Frisco area or North Dallas, uh, realistically, there are, there are mega churches on every corner. And I mean, there's there's a lot of and, and really good churches. So and this is not a statement of saying those churches aren't great or they don't. They have incredible ministries. They're doing wonderful things. Uh, but what I can honestly say is I really believe that we bring a completely different edge of service and meeting needs and creating solutions in a space that desperately needs it. And so uh, we started off, we've got, we've already developed, we've got several folks um, that are involved in our school system. So we've developed some really good relationships there, started serving uh, places like Wakeland Hospital, or Wakeland Hospital, listen to me, Wakeland High School, uh, and, and, and served and, and done some different things for different departments in, in Wakeland uh, High School. We've also gotten involved with uh, a specific area in Frisco uh, that, uh, and whether you might realize it or not, I know Frisco is oftentimes known as a place that is fairly affluent, but we actually have some areas that are, are not so well off as, as well. And so we have partnered with uh, some of the school, the grade schools, Bright uh, Academy here in Frisco, where we were able to, to supply some backpack needs and, and 
winter coats for some of the kids that, that really needed it for the, and those families uh, were able to kind of come in and, and, and bolster some of the needs that are there. We've had a chance to connect with different ministries here in Frisco, like uh, Love Packs. Uh, we've had a chance to, which is, a, is really a kind of a, a food supply ministry. Uh, so it, it reminds me of some of the ministries that you guys have there in the Shreveport Bossier area where you're supplying needs uh, for, for families that are in need um, and from a food standpoint. Uh, we've also partnered uh, with Refresh Frisco, which is a uh, ministry that helps supply toiletry needs. And we're actually in the middle of a drive for that right now. So th that's just mentioning a few. We, we also have partnered with you guys on Lighthouse and some of the other larger ministry objectives too. So we're, we're very active and very focused on that. And I want just a quick shout out to Paul and Amanda Leonard for really helping us organize uh, a lot of those, those areas in our, our church family. Which you and your wife are actually accompanying Brian Reed and his wife to Lighthouse, yeah. correct? Yeah. We're super excited about that. Yeah, this is we just just got that locked down uh, in the last week and a half. And so uh, we've got a lot of catch up to do, but we are super excited about being a part of that, uh, especially because we have that children's hospital over here in Dallas uh, that really serves that that. Um, oncology space for children. And so uh, I know that you guys have been super, in, super involved with that. And uh, we've actually been a part of uh, being uh, involved with some of the boxes, the joy boxes and things that, that had come out of, of trips from Robin and the crew coming over here. So we're, we're super excited about being involved with that on a little deeper level and, and getting to know some of these families personally. Cool. Talk about when the bad weather was around this winter, your son's a fireman, Kale, and you guys did some stuff for the fire department and how crazy it was over there with all that going on. I remember talking to you about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, you guys experienced it too. It was, uh, but yeah. uh, there was a kind of a, a weird confluence of, of circumstances that happened here in Frisco. Not only did we have those sub-freezing temperatures that took us down, started knocking out electricity all over the place, but then there was also a massive uh, apartment fire uh, that, that came on at the exact same time. I mean, it was almost, you know, hand in hand and, and they're still, you know, doing background investigation on why that happened that way. But um, the, the fire department, because it was such a massive fire, um, they went on 48 hour shifts. So that's two days uh, that they're at the, at the department. And, and the vast majority of them were working in some form or fashion on that fire. Uh, these guys were absolutely exhausted. Uh, during that time period. I mean, you, you could just see it in their eyes. You saw it in the pictures. Um, we had a chance. I was talking to Kale off and on, just checking on him. And Cassie and I, the, the funny thing about it is Cassie and I were at that stage where we were we were going to do something for his, you know, his station. Uh, just she and I were just going to go get some food and say, hey, you, so you guys don't have to fix food, you know, do that. And it was just honestly, that was it was more of a we're going to do this for our son and his 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 boys, you know, and and uh, but then we just started sharing and asking for prayer with our church family and several people just started popping up. I think Monique was the first and then others started you know, bubbling up and saying, what can we do? And what started off us literally just trying to feed maybe we got 10 stations here in in uh, Frisco. What started off as maybe trying to feed one or two stations turned into feeding all the stations 
Wow. And uh, we did that literally over a period of two days. Uh, we, we fed all the stations. And then we, we also had, we had raised enough money that we actually went northward and we actually did some special things for the Prosper uh, Fire Department as well. And so all in all, I think we ended up feeding 12 or 13 stations uh, and had the opportunity to just you know do some good in the lives of guys and, and gals that, that are giving their all for us. And so it was a really cool moment for uh, what, for us as a church family, and we hope it was a it was a, a, a great moment for them as well. Just being able to feel some love and uh, to not have to fix a meal in the middle of that craziness. Oh yeah, and I think it goes back to what you're talking about though of what makes Simple Church Simple Church and what we do and the secret sauce, if you will, is that doing good in the community like that's yeah, I do. that's right. But it's contagious. People are designed, and I really think innately want to do good. They don't know how. They don't know what to do. But when you cast a vision and do something like that, other people get excited and want to do it too. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, has been such a huge part of our success. I did a webinar that Andy Stanley did at North Point, a big church, and their whole engagement plan over this past COVID year was to start doing things in schools, doing things in community, and they just started a bike drive. And they started collecting bikes, which is something we've done for six or seven yeah, years. Yeah, I about to say, it sounds very familiar. Right, yeah. And I'm not saying they got it from us, and they do way oh, they probably bigger stuff better. They did. But it is, I think that's where we're at. And I think that is the future of the church and what we've been so good, and Justin has always pushed, of it's not just come to us, come to us, look at us. It's going out in the community and doing that. And now you guys are affected people we'll never meet, would have never known, and your community is being affected because of y'all and the people getting excited about that and getting on board. I think it's just really, really cool. Yeah, yeah and I I do have a lot of family in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, and Frisco area, and uh, I have a very close cousin, and their whole family goes to a very large church over there, and I did let him know that we're coming for him. There you so. go. <laughs> Take over, Dwayne. Awesome. That's right. And yeah, then one we'll, other thing we'll... I, I knew was the luggage. What was the luggage? You can follow the Simple Church Indy on Instagram. Give them a shout there. But I yeah. saw pictures of y'all collecting luggage the last oh, couple months. I was like, you're doing your own luggage line? <laughs> the more luggage. <laughs> yeah. We, we that that's a great idea, Scott. Maybe you can take the take that yeah, North Dallas, the, the ones that have the battery chargers in them. I want one of them. <laughs> now we what we uh, what we kind of uncovered, and it's through some friendships uh, that are within our church family. Uh, we have a, a relatively large foster family uh, kind of community within the Frisco area, and, and unless you've been involved in that space, you don't really know what is involved uh, when you start fostering kids. But one of the things that was just uncovered through some conversations is when these kids get uprooted and taken to another home, oftentimes what they have is a black paper sack or not black, black plastic sack, you know, just a, a garbage sack. Very specific. Uh, I am very specific. Yeah. You know, just they, they'll, they'll get a garbage sack, fill their clothes with it. And uh, it's so fast. It's so furious. They just get them, pick them up, move them. And, and they don't really have much. And uh, one of the things that they saw a need for was just to give the kids something that would provide a little bit of extra dignity, uh, something that was theirs. And so that's where the idea of, of bringing in luggage, lightly used luggage and bags. Um, and we thought, you know, man, if we could just, you know, gather about 50 bags, you know, among our church family, it would be really cool, you know, and, and we could help the family that we were uh, kind of positioning this with, the Bigby family. But then we also, you know, thought it would maybe reach out to some others. But what the interesting thing about it, and the viral part of this is we start putting it out to our community and we start sharing with our friends. And before we knew it, we had, I think, over 200 bags 
Wow. And and it was just one of those that's things that that's a ton of bags. And uh, it just it was something that we we were able to, to just find something that was uh, a felt need, something that people could really tie into, believe in. And uh, and they wanted to be a part of that. And, and honestly, who doesn't want to be a part of making a difference in kids' lives? And and that was that was really that's what you call that secret sauce. It's finding those spaces and those places where people are able to to tie into something and believe in it and want to invest into it. And and that was one of those kind of genie in a bottle kind of moments where that was unleashed. And and I call it genie in a bottle. It's actually God doing His thing. And, we don't uh, believe in magic. And we? Genie we don't in a bottle. That's Bad theology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad theology. <laughs> we're going to have to investigate that. Yeah. No, we're going to have people come and call you about that. We don't That's believe fine. in genies. Yeah. Well, I wish there was genies. That would be helpful. Yeah. There you go. But no, I think that's exactly right. And it is what you guys are doing. And I just think that's so cool because we've had some other people talk about wanting to start in Houston and New Orleans and there's pockets of people watching, but you guys have been able to just grab a hold of that and reach in your community. And now there's people that have been changed by Simple Church North Dallas that a year ago wasn't happening. And you can't solve everything, right? 200 bags isn't going to fix the entire foster problem in Frisco, but it's something. And it helps something. It helps a little bit. Absolutely. But it changes the person that's giving, too. They get to be a part of that and do something in parts. Yeah. And you're involved. solving a problem. That's right. That's what we're about. Yeah. Loving God, genies, and solving problems. <laughs> well, and, and one, if I, you just mentioned Andy Stanley and North Point. One of the things that he says uh, on a constant basis is we, we do for some what we wish we could do for all. Yeah. And so Absolutely. I think that's. That's one of those things that we realize we're small right now. Uh, we realize that we may not have the reach, even like what you guys have in the Shreveport Bossier area. But, but I remember when we had 80 people, uh, we didn't have the reach then either. And, and two of them were you and Scott. Oh. <laughs> and that, that just warmed my heart knowing I'm I was next to Scott in that. Mm, that's because I have a lot of body heat. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fact. <laughs> Well, Dwayne, that is awesome. Thank you so much for coming Thank on you. today. Thanks for sharing about that and the beginnings. So we're going to put the link in the show notes, yeah. simplechurchnd.com or .tv. That .tv. That's .tv. right. And you can follow him on Instagram as well if you're over there in that area. Even if you're not, follow yeah. him. And, and the message to Andy Stanley, we're coming for you. That's right, Andy. Yep. You stole our bikes, right. so we're coming for you. <laughs> we actually stole a lot of his stuff to start. <laughs> so I think we're even. Andy, if you're listening, give us a shout out. That's right. Come on the show. We'd love to talk to him. I'd be he, I don't think he'd be down for genie jokes. I don't know. He seems like a pretty serious guy. <laughs> pretty intense. But anyway, Dwayne, thank you so much. <laughs> Tell everybody listening in the yeah. Dallas area, make sure they subscribe, get the podcast, get the shout outs for everybody there. And then we are so excited just to be a part of what you guys are doing over there and hearing all that. And I hope to make the trip soon. Scott's got to go and meet a lot I've of gotten them. gotten to go twice now. Oh, course, we never told the crawfish story yeah. real fast. Scott, talk about how you got to the crawfish boil there. Well, so, as you know, many times there's not a lot of planning in what we do. So, apparently... Mm. People was, may not know that from the outside. Yeah. It looks like it all comes together perfectly. It does not. Backstage, real talk. Not a lot of planning. <laughs> That's because of our leader. We love our leader, Justin Hagler. That's second. Justin's going to get on to you, but... I don't care. Yeah, all right. I'll fight him. Let's go. Do it. <laughs> I've known Justin for, like, 30 years, so let's go. Wow. Yeah. Anyway... You were eight? <laughs> yes, I was eight years old. No, I was 25 years. I don't know how long I've known him. A long time. Anyway. Long enough. So you guys were going to have yeah. a crawfish boil. But we're going to have a crawfish boil. So Justin's like, oh, yeah, Scott's going to bring the crawfish. But he never told me. 
And instead of just getting crawfish in North Dallas. Yes, we had them delivered. Cause, well, what happened was is Bojack's, Bo at Bojack's, had a connection down in Eunice, Louisiana. Shout out to Eunice. Yeah, shout out to Eunice. And so we were going to have the crawfish delivered to the North Dallas campus from Eunice. Everything's going to be taken care of. And the guy comes back and goes, no, I can't do that, man. No, I mean, I only go to <laughs> Dallas like once a month. So we were, because we needed it on a specific date. And so that's when Justin was like, oh, Scott will just take it. Dwayne just didn't want a couple hundred pounds yeah. of crawfish in his house. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Justin's like, Scott will take it. Well, never told me I was taking it. So I, I've dealt with crawfish a lot in my life. So I find the only way I find out that I'm going to this crawfish bowl and bringing the crawfish is he was telling someone else in the hallway. How many days before you're supposed to leave? Like two. Oh. So I'm like, hey, okay, so how are we getting there? And he goes, just get the crawfish and bring it. I'm like, you can't do that. How many they, pounds of crawfish? They'll die. It was 600 pounds of crawfish. 600 pounds. And I'm like, you can't just bring, you can't just do it because they'll die. You know, they got to be alive before you boil them. And he's like, well, I don't know. Figure it out. So the best way I could figure out how to do it and the easiest way, because we talked about doing coolers and, and ice and all that, but it costs the same amount just to rent a refrigerated truck. And I rented the smallest refrigerated truck I could find. Well, when I got there, they're like, hey, we gave that one away, but we're going to give you this other truck at the same price. It was a 26-foot long, <laughs> huge <laughs> truck for 12 sacks of crawfish. <laughs> So when the guy, the so I meet the crawfish guy at the office on a Friday morning, and he goes, so he's, you know, he's loading them on the truck, and he said, well, where do you want them? Because he's thinking, obviously, more is going on this truck. And I'm like, nah, bro, this is it. And he just looked at me and goes, okay. <laughs> so I drove a 26-foot box truck with a huge Thermo King refrigerated unit. It's a big truck. Did not go more than 65 miles an hour, mm. empty or loaded. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I drove over to Dallas and I'll never forget. Cause when we pulled up to drop off the crawfish Saturday morning, one of the craw one of the guys goes, I've done a lot of crawfish bulls. I've been to a lot of crawfish bulls. I've never seen them delivered in a truck like this. <laughs> it's a big truck. And I said, you're welcome. That's how we do things <laughs> at Simple Church. But it was a and great thank time. You. Thank you, Scott, for, yeah. for uh, team coming player. to the rescue. Any time, and I loved it. It was it was a great time. The crawfish were excellent, and everyone there had a good time. And did a partner party. Got yeah, folks to join. Yeah, and it was church. awesome. And those people, once again, they're so excited. And they're so happy, and they're they just really are. It's just really great to kind of see that because it reminds me of the time when we first started and all that. It's kind of like a refresher of like, man, this is exciting. This is new. So I'm sold. I need to go. Yeah, no, it is, and yeah, I think there is a plan for all of us to eventually go over there. And, and kind of see things and see how it goes. So it's fun. I'd Come say on good. anytime. Come on anytime. You guys are welcome. There you go. Well, awesome, Dwayne. Thank you. We appreciate you. Yep. Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to that episode. We had a great time talking fun, to Dwayne. Right? I really do want to go to the Dallas yeah. side. Well, but also for me, it went down memory lane. Oh. Mm, that's right. So thank you to Dwayne. Thank you, everybody listening. To all the folks in North Dallas, we appreciate you guys being a part of yes. Simple Truth. And once again, anytime, if John Hagler, you're listening, I would like to transfer. <laughs> I know you're not going to give it to me, but still. There you go. So thanks for downloading this episode. Subscribe so you get the new episode every week. We continue the beginning series all summer long, Scott. All summer. That's right. It's going to be good going back. And for some of you that are new to Simple Church, you learn about our beginnings at the end. See, because at the end, of, no, wait. In the middle of the year. Yeah, that's right. Never mind. Anyway. I thought I was so clever for a second. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Download, subscribe. Get all the episodes of Backstage with the Simple Church and have a great week. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs>